Hi there, and welcome to episode 76 of the LDS Study Session with me, Matt Roberts. And um, wanted to uh, begin our study of Come Follow Me this week now, today, um, looking at August 12th to August 18th, uh, which includes Romans chapters 7 to 16, Overcome Evil with Good. There's a lot to unpack uh, in these chapters. I've not read them all yet, but I can see already there's going to be a lot to unpack. And all, even the introduction to this chapter in the Come Follow Me manual says this, only a few of the gospel principles in Romans 7 to 16 are included in this outline. So don't limit yourself to what is addressed here. Pay attention to the inspiration you receive as you study. So, I mean, there's going to be a lot uh, to, to understand here. So right now, I'm going to dive straight into the first outline that's given. That's Romans 7 to 8. If I follow the Spirit, I can overcome sin and prepare for an, an inheritance with God. Uh, really, you know, at this stage in his epistle to the Romans, Paul really wants to get across to these saints uh, who have been spoken to have had great faith that they can truly overcome evil and overcome doubt in themselves through the goodness of the gospel. Uh, and this is really an, an important uh, thing that he begins with, with Romans 7 to 8. Um, he talks about in Romans chapter 7 how, you know, he is often, um, and he sees people struggling with the um, their natural man within themselves. He says in Romans chapter 7, verses 19, in verse 19 to 20, For the good that I would, I do not, but the evil which I would not, that I do. Now, if I do that, I would not. It is no more that I that, I that do it, but the sin that dwelleth in me. I love particularly that verse 19 there, for he's saying what all of us say. You know, the good that I want to do, I don't do it. And the bad things that I don't want to do, I do them. And it's quite uh, re re refreshing or kind of calming and reassuring that, you know, this man who is a great and bold servant of the Lord now, he still, you know, sees him, him as someone who makes mistakes. In fact, he says in verse 24, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? And then he says in verse 25, I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh the law of sin. So he's explaining that, thank goodness that we have the Saviour because our body, our natural man, uh, which we read about in Mosiah chapter 3 verse 19, of course, which I'm not going to read here because uh, there's quite a few things I want to pack into this uh, episode today. Um, but of course, this is a very good link to Mosiah chapter 3 verse 19 and how we all have this natural man who isn't the enemy to God. And we all have this kind of tendency to be um, procrastinate and to be lazy and to just tr not want to do these things because it's not the easiest thing to do in most cases. Um, you know, it's something which we all are given uh, uh, something we have to overcome. Alder Hugh B. Brown uh, made it very clear when he said this, quote, I repeat, with every gift of power comes the temptation to abuse it. Each man has within himself the power that can destroy him, and that is a fact that each man under the sound of my voice tonight should keep in mind. Each man or boy, whatever his age or his station in life, is subject to the temptation to destroy himself by reason of a God-given power which all of us have, close quote. Now, before I continue with this, because this is a very hard-hitting but very insightful quote, obviously he's uh, speaking at a priesthood session, and I, I, for a, a moment I'll, 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 just, I'll just need to go and find uh, which conference it is from. Yeah, that was it. It was April 1964, 
Um, so he's giving this talk at a general conference, and it's obviously in a priesthood session, but this applies to all of God's children, of course. We all have God-given power in our body and, and out and, and through our intelligence, many other things as well, that we, and through the God has created, but there are also ways we can abuse, the, abuse those things. I'll continue with what he says. Quote, all of us who know good sometimes feel within ourselves the possibility of evil, and while we may condemn sincerely and without any hypocrisy the evil in us, we are conscious, conscious that at times we ourselves are tempted to do the very thing we hate, and in doing it we hate ourselves as, as well as the thing we do. I think this caused Paul to admit, the good that I wouldn't would I do not, but the evil which I would not that I do. Real character is formed in the midst of the battles for the soul. Christ offered peace, not in the sense of freedom from disturbance, but in the midst of disturbance. What we need is to develop within ourselves the kind of self-control that will enable us, in the midst of disturbance, to find the peace that comes into the soul of a man who is living as he knows he ought to live. Close quote. I think Elder Hubie Brown makes a really important point here, that sometimes we are aware that we make mistakes. We are clearly aware that you know, when we go to church on a Sunday, when we go and visit and minister with people, we are pro pro proponing a, a good life to live, or we're suggesting a good life to live. But then in the times where we fall short of that, because we all do, we then end up hating that, what we do. And also in that, we hate ourselves as well as the thing that we do. Um, and I think that this is a very dangerous thing because that is, you know, obviously not what our Heavenly Father wants us to feel of ourselves. He knows that we'll make mistakes. He knows that we are prone to making those mistakes, for we are human, we, are, we have the natural man with us. Uh, and whilst we may be converted to the Lord, it is difficult still. We are still given those temptations as the Saviour was given temptations. The fact that we are tempted does not mean that we are bad, for he was tempted, um, but he wasn't bad or wicked for having temptations. But it's obviously the way that we deal with those temptations or trials that is then you know the result of that battlefield. But the, and what I'm pleased about, though, is that Paul, after kind of making this point that, you know, it's so difficult, and we are at all times engaged in this, there is a way forward and there is positive. Uh, there is a positive message to this as well. I love it because he then, and I'm not going to read all the verses because, again, I don't have the time and I like to keep these quite short, bite-sized, between 10 to 15 minutes. Uh, but in Romans chapter 8, he then moves forward with a more positive view on this. He has explained that we all go through these trials, but then in verse 16 of Romans 8, we, we read the, the well-known phrase, the Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And then in verse 17, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if it so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. So again, making the point that we have this divine potential. No matter how much we suffer and struggle through temptation and, and fall short at times, we still have that potential no matter what we do. And through Christ, we can start to look to achieve it. And then he then goes into this great message of hope. And when I say a message of hope, I mean literally hope in terms of faith, hope and charity. Um, hope is a wonderful principle of the gospel, which I think is sometimes not really understood or not really recognized as much as maybe faith and charity are. Uh, in verse 18, it says, For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. I absolutely love this. Because he's starting to then take that message that we are children of God to then transmit this to the hope we can have. 
what we feel and what we go through now are minute in difficulty compared to the glory which we can be promised or we can see in the future if we just simply stay with our saviour and stick with him yes we're not going to be perfect right now but at least we're trying and you know making those honest efforts to stay with him and follow his gospel um you know that is what paul is now starting to lead towards in in this message um you know and i absolutely love it there is a quote uh, in, from the October 2004 General Conference by Elder James E. Faust, who said this, quote, Some, because they lack faith or understanding of the eternal plan, become bitter and lose hope. One such was a 19th century writer who achieved both success and wealth with his dazzling wit and writing style. His wife came from a religious family, and he wanted to have faith in God, but it wasn't really sure God existed. Then he was hit by a series of crushing blows. In 1893, a national financial crisis left him deeply in debt. His oldest daughter died when he was on a speaking tour. His wife's health failed, and she died in 1904. His youngest daughter died in 1909. His own health declined. His writing, which had formerly been so full of sparkle, now reflected his bitterness. He became progressively depressed, cynical, and disillusioned, and remained so until his death in 1910. With all his brilliance, he lacked the inner strength to deal with adversity and simply resigned himself to his misfortunes, close quote. Elder Faust here is referring to a state that we can, we can get to if we do not have this hope. And hope is different to faith. And I want to make this really, really clear because I think that we sometimes merge the two or we focus on faith rather than hope or we just presume it's you know a synonym perhaps. But it is very different, very different. Um, and actually, Paul goes further with this explanation uh, as he goes into Romans chapter 24 to 25. He says this, For we are saved by hope, but hope is that seen... Sorry, I'll start that again because I just completely messed that up. For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? But if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. So he's saying, first of all, to have a true hope in something, it's something we can't see yet. Now, you could argue, well, that's the same as faith, isn't it? Faith is believing in things that we can't see. But there is, a, again, there is a big, big difference between the two. Uh, and I'm going to try and use a couple of sources to try and explain this. So, firstly, there was a great uh, talk given by President, at the time, President uh, Dieter F. Uckdorf, in October 2008, called The Infinite Power of Hope. And if you haven't read this, I really recommend you do, because it is an excellent uh, talk. Uh, he says, hope, quote, hope is not knowledge, but rather the abiding trust that the Lord will fulfill his promise to us. It is confidence that if we live according to God's laws and the words of his people now, prophets now, we will receive desired blessings in the future. It is believing and expecting that our prayers will be answered. It is manifest in confidence, optimism, enthusiasm, and patient perseverance. In the language of the gospel, this hope is sure, unwavering, and active. The prophets of old speak of a firm hope and a lively hope. It is a hope glorifying God through work, good works. With hope comes joy and happiness. With hope we can have patience and bear our afflictions. Close quote. Now again, some of those things may sound very similar to faith, but I suggest or I think that faith is kind of the initial process. We do something, we act because we have faith. Faith that that thing will, something will happen, that blessing will come because we do something. Or having faith in our saviour that he can save us or redeem us. Hope 
comes from faith. And hope is then us recognising that end goal, having done that act of faith. And even though we might not be able to see it yet, trusting that our Heavenly Father will give us the blessing or, you know, even if it is just simply that we'll receive eternal life if we work our hardest now and, and do what we need to and try and bring the Saviour's atonement and atoning grace into our lives. It's having the hope that whilst we're doing these things and acting in faith, that those things will come and it then turns from faith toward hope. Um, there is another thing that I recommend that you have a look at if you haven't. Ha if you haven't. On my mission, I, I was studying an enzyme in June 2009 and there was a wonderful article called Hope, the Misunderstood Sister. Uh, and I'm not going to read it all because I simply don't have the time. I'm just going to read one quote from it. But honestly, all of it is brilliant. And I, I'm going to leave it in the show notes, the, the, the link to it. And I recommend you have a look at it. It says, quote, Then there's Hope, who seems to have a problem with the way people perceive her. It may be her name and the way it's commonly, commonly used. I hope the car passes inspection or I hope the weather will be nice for the wedding. Use this way. The word hope is a verbal equivalent of keeping your fingers crossed. Consequently, many seem to think hope is unsure, even fickle. She may or may not grace you with her companionship, but surely that's not the kind of hope our Father in Heaven commands us to have, nor would it be the kind of hope our Saviour offers. Now I'm going to, I'm going to leave it there, uh, close quote on that one. Um, but just to kind of give you a little taste of that, he, basically the author, um, Larry Hiller from Church Magazines, suggests that he sees faith, hope and charity as three famous sisters. Faith being well known and popular, we know what faith is. Charity obviously being well known and we understand what charity is and ha what having charity means. But then a hope is often misunderstood. And so I really recommend you go and study that. I'm not going to read it all now because I'm coming up to 14, 15 minutes now. Uh, I'm going to leave it with you to have a look yourself. If you uh, learn anything from it or you uh, there's anything from it that you kind of gain from it, please do share it at Matt, Matt S. Roberts 90 Or if there's anything else that you study uh, which you want to share with me and I can feature on a future podcast, please uh, do let me know on Twitter at Matt S. Roberts 90 I hope you've uh, learned something from today uh, and I hope to, hope to see you again all soon. Until we meet again. <laughs>